0: Hello Hey, my sir, good
1: evening. Hey, sir. how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Pretty good. All right. I'm just going to do a quick little intro, and then I'm just going to... how are you, you doing tonight? Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, I don't know. I'm beginning to uh, um, feel the pressure of school and deployment and everything, so <laughs> <laughs> starting to creep up on you. Yeah, it's here. It's upon us. So, um all right. I think I gave you a little bit of background in the text messaging and stuff like that. Um this is a um a doctoral program that I am. It's in education. Um the chapter that I was responsible um another cohort member and I um was uh, communications. Um the uh, basically communication as one of the 6 Cs of education. Um and what I wanted to do was get kind of the military perspective on it. Um You know, like we we kind of went back and forth on. So um, if you're ready, I'll take a quick pause, and then I'll go ahead and start. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. All right. Let me get my DJ voice on. (laughs) All right. We'll go ahead and go in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Cloud, supporting the six C's with educational technology. I will be your host for this segment. My name is Michael Soto. I am a Master Sergeant uh, in the California Army National Guard and also a doctoral student at uh, Concordia University Irvine. Uh, and I have with me a very, um, very honored to have with me uh, one of our own, um, one of our commanders. It is uh, for, uh, First Lieutenant, and I hope I, I hope I didn't get your rank wrong. If I did, you can correct me, sir. But uh, First Lieutenant Joshua Smith. He is the commander of um, Charlie Company, 578th Brigade Engineer Battalion, which is our um, um, which is our signal company, our communication company. So welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Did I get the rank right? Uh, yes, you did. Absolutely. Okay. Well, hopefully pretty soon here we'll be calling you captain. Um, what I wanted to do, sir, was um, get your take about communication and the importance. So can you... Talk to the listeners briefly about your position, and um, if you could, how important is communication skills in the military?
0: Uh, Sure. So, I mean, being a signal officer in the California Army National Guard is, uh, everything is about communication for us. Uh, So, a signal company in what you said is the 578th Brigade Engineer Battalion is particularly interesting because we happen to support both the battalion and brigade. Uh, So battalion is the unit level above a company and brigade being the unit level above a battalion. Uh, Now this is particularly interesting because we have effectively two different parents. Uh, If you like to think about it, it's like battalion is our mother uh, brigade is our father. Uh, We have different relationships with them and we have to support them in different ways. Now that's, makes things a little bit difficult sometimes because we need to be able to coordinate things with brigade and battalion separately make sure that we're getting everybody on the same page Uh, but the most interesting thing about this is that being a signal company we are responsible for all of the uh, communications throughout the uh, uh, battalion and then also supporting brigades uh, communications so this means radios it means satellites uh it means uh network connectivity. So uh communication is not just about, you know, the day-to-day business of making sure everybody is understood, but for us is also about making sure that everybody can physically talk to each other, you know, whether they're uh in the same room or uh many, many miles away from each other.
1: Understood. Understood. Yeah. Um interestingly, um some of the some of the, the research has shown that um You know, basically, our students today, um, they're not doing so hot at uh, the skill of communication. Um, In other words, there's a lot of room for improvement. And, um, you know, there's uh, also lots of research that shows why it's so important. Uh, But just speaking from a military perspective, um, and I know you summarized that there uh, just now, but can you talk about some of the technology that you guys use uh, as a signal com- as a signal company and how it helps the United States Army be successful on the battlefield sure so uh, on the technology side
0: we use uh, a number of different systems uh, some of which I can uh, talk about you know um, at certain levels some of which I can't go into uh, too much detail about of course. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I know you understand but just for the audience listening uh, you know they're Uh, certain things that, you know, go into secret clearance, uh, classified information that I can't share. So um, of those things that I can share, uh, you know, we have uh, a whole array of different uh, radio systems that we use, um, many of which uh, end up being provided with um, uh, ComSec. It's basically the um, uh, keys. Uh, So if you're familiar with connecting to a, a website, for example, that runs on HTTPS, Uh, This actually uses uh, like asymmetric cryptography, um, which is a really fancy word for effectively saying that uh, somewhere on the website, they have a public key. Uh, They also have on the server, a private key. They give you access to the public key, which is then exchanged with the private key. Uh, These sorts of things happen with our radio systems too, uh, which means that, you know, for us to be able to um, communicate, we have to understand, uh, you know, relatively in depth, uh, how it is that the uh, like security works so that we make sure that we're able to get people even on the systems. Um, now we have technology again on the uh, uh, satellite side I mentioned. So, you know, we, we actually need to get uh, internet connectivity when we're out in the field, uh, you know, many miles away from uh, being able to plug into a cable line or something like that. Uh, you need to be able to get internet somehow Uh, only way to be able to do that is through satellite. Now, that means that the uh, uh, time to actually get on to the network uh, is significantly slower. You imagine uh, if you're on a cable and you're running to a node that is maybe a half a mile away from your house, um, that is not anywhere near as difficult as it is to hit a satellite uh, many miles up above uh, the earth in orbit, right? Um, So, we use technology in those ways with the infrastructure the systems that we use to get people talking to each other. Uh, but, you know, of course we use the same sort of technology that, uh, most people in the, uh, workforce use out in civilian sector. Right. So, uh, email happens to be a pretty common thing, uh, believe it or not on a regular drill weekend, uh, text messages and phone calls, um, all of that is used to enable us to do our jobs. Um, you know, we use the internet for a ton of different things. Um, in fact, you know, uh, a lot of people complain, I'm sure you're familiar with this personally too uh, with getting done just evaluation reports for uh, our NCOs. Um, all that has to be done on the internet now. It used to be the case that you wanted to go and get an NCOER, uh, the, an evaluation done, You would actually just send it to people and have them sign it. Uh, Now our job is made a little bit more difficult actually by uh, the systems that we've set up in the network to actually get people on and signing and sending it to the next person to sign and back and forth. Uh, So, you know, ironically, um, technology can actually inhibit us from communicating with each other just as much as it can, you know, improve the ability for us to communicate.
1: I agree. Um, There's never enough computers, and once you have them, sometimes it seems like they never work right. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) uh, But, yeah, um, appreciate all that. Um, I appreciate all that information. Um, Now, in the communication field in the United States Army, um, uh, there's various different occupational specialties that all fall within the communication world or the realm can, and I know, and if the listeners do not know, um, uh, people who are trying to join the Army, they have to have a certain test score, a certain what we call a line score on their armed services, uh, vocational aptitude battery tests, also known as an ASVAB. And um, in your company, sir, how are you guys doing with filling those slots? Because, you know, people that want to join the military, they have to actually score pretty decent on those, sco- on those particular scores to get in. How are you guys doing filling your slots?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, so that, that hits close to home, actually, because one of our, our big uh, priorities between myself and my first sergeant right now are act- actually us trying to fill as many of those slots available for us as we can. Uh, now, as you know, you're gearing up for a deployment here. Uh, we've got a number of our soldiers who are mobilizing right now. Uh, I think we are uh, typically around 45 strong, uh, which you know most people's understanding of what a like company sized element is um, is significantly larger than that. Uh, since we're so specialized, we tend to run a little bit smaller than what people are familiar with. Uh, but those 45, you know, we're down to now 21 or so who are actually here uh, able to do work, uh, which is not very many. Uh, now, of those we have, maybe uh, a few who aren't qualified uh, yet, you know, haven't been to school. Um, and even then, you know, it's really difficult to get people into those slots. Uh, I think you know, given the nature of the volunteer force, um, it is really difficult sometimes to get people in. And those high standards, those high requirements that come with this means that, you know, especially once people start promoting upwards uh, well, you know, the ASVAB, uh, as you mentioned, is one uh, filter for people, but then, you know, people actually have to be able to do their jobs well. Uh, and it tends to be pretty difficult to find people who are, you know, able to go from E5 to E6, E6 to E7, etc. cetera. Uh, just us getting our first sergeant was incredibly difficult. Uh, we had, you know, a long period of time where we went without our first sergeant, which, you know, is really unfortunate because this is going to be increasingly important for the Army. Uh, you know, I, I tend to be of the opinion, in fact, that uh, we do a lot of outsourcing to uh, government contractors, for example, on the software side. Uh, in a world where there are you know, literally 5 million plus software developers, and I think uh, the United States actually ended up putting out numbers saying that we're going to be dramatically underfilling uh, the number of software developers that are out there. Um, we can't even get people who are just operators of software of the technology, let alone people who need to actually build it. Uh, so you know from my perspective, from my vantage point, we're just not doing enough yet to be able to educate people uh, to be able to put them into those paths so that they're they're set up for success and you know can can work here and then you know maybe later go into the civilian sector or uh, in the guard in particular, we have people who are network engineers in, you know, their civilian jobs, uh, but also doing the same sort of network engineering
1: work in the Army. So it sounds like um, a little bit of uh, uh, what's going on is, I mean, to me, it kind of seems like what we need to do is we need to start, like, at the high school level and probably probably even under that, probably the middle school and elementary school on up, it sounds like we need to reinforce the importance of communication and also um, integrate technology into communication skills, not just, not just oral and written, but I'm talking about, you know, networking, electronics. I mean, we all know that the youngsters nowadays, they're really technologically savvy as far as their, <laughs> right. as far as their device and stuff like that. Um, but I think interpersonal communication can also get them very far in life. Um, and it sounds like you got a difficult task ahead of you trying to keep your positions full so that we can, you know, uh, we can be hundred percent strength and, uh, be there to, um, to serve and deploy if needed. And for the listeners, um, as we kind of move to a conclusion on this, uh, on this, uh, segment here, the army must be able to do two basic things. Well, in order to be successful on the battlefield and that's shoot move and communicate. Uh, communication is the glue that holds those three together. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, First Lieutenant uh, Joshua Smith, I really appreciate your time, sir. And I think you have helped us out a lot uh, today to help us understand more about the importance of communication in the uh, as it relates to the military. So thank you very much um, for your time. We really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, no problem at all. And as as one final word here, too, you know, I came from a background of uh, originally I was going to be a philosophy student. Uh, I was studying for a doctoral program, actually, much like you are studying for yourself right now. Uh, And I, you know, I I actually taught uh, freshman students who are incoming uh, how to write, uh, because unfortunately, you'd have people who are coming in as freshman college students who had really no ability how to communicate. Uh, so those fundamentals like you talked about, you know, that, that basic foundational ability to communicate, uh, really, if we can hone in and focus on getting people to even just write better or speak better, uh, that will go a long way to making sure that we make that pipeline available for people to come in and
1: serve their country. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit the nail right in the head and thank you for adding to that. Um, I did not know that you had that additional background. Um, uh, but again, thank you very much for your time, sir. Um, your insight has really helped us out and our listeners tremendously. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for um, tuning into this segment. And we will go ahead and pause um, for this public service announcement. Thank you. Hello? Hey, my sir, good evening. Hey, sir, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. All right. I'm just going to do a quick little intro and then I'm just going to How you, How you doing tonight? Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, I don't know. I'm beginning to uh, um, feel the pressure of school and deployment and everything. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> starting to creep up on you. Yeah, it's here. It's upon us. So, um, All right. I think I gave you a little bit of background in text messaging and stuff like that. Um, this is a... Um, a doctoral program that I am. It's in education, um, the chapter that I was responsible. Um, another cohort member and I um, was uh, communications, um, the, uh, basically communication as one of the six C's of education. Um, and what I wanted to do was get kind of the military perspective on it, um, you know, like we, like we kind of went back and forth on. So um, if you're ready, I'll take a quick pause and then I'll go ahead and start. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. All right, let me get my DJ voice on. (laughs) All right, we'll go ahead and go in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Cloud, supporting the six C's with educational technology. I will be your host for this segment. My name is Michael Soto. I am a master sergeant uh, in the California Army National Guard and also a doctoral student at uh, concordia university irvine um uh, and i have with me a very um very honored to have with me uh one of our own um one of our commanders it is a uh, uh, first lieutenant and i hope I, I hope i didn't get your rank wrong if i did you can correct me sir but uh first lieutenant joshua smith he is the commander of um charlie company 578th brigade engineer battalion which is our um um which is our signal company, our communication company. So welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Did I get the rank right? Uh, Yes, you did. Absolutely. Okay. Well, hopefully pretty soon here we'll be calling you captain. Um, What I wanted to do, sir, was um, get your take about communication and the importance. So can you talk to the listeners briefly about your position? And um, if you could, how important is communication skills in the military?
0: Uh, Sure. So, I mean, being a signal officer in the California Army National Guard is uh, everything is about communication for us. Uh, So a signal company in what you said is the 578th Brigade Engineer Battalion is particularly interesting because we happen to support both the battalion and brigade. Uh, So battalion is the unit level above a company and brigade being the unit level above a battalion. Uh, now this is particularly interesting because we have effectively two different parents. Uh, if you like to think about it, it's like battalion is our mother, uh, brigade is our father. Uh, we have different relationships with them and we have to support them in different ways. Now that's makes things a little bit difficult sometimes because we need to be able to coordinate things with brigade and battalion separately, make sure that we're getting everybody on the same page. Uh, But the most interesting thing about this is that being a signal company, we are responsible for all of the uh, communications throughout the uh, uh, battalion and then also supporting brigades' uh, communications. So this means radios, it means satellites, uh, it means uh, network connectivity. So uh, communication is not just about, you know, the day-to-day business of making sure everybody is understood, but for us it's also about making sure that everybody can physically talk to each other, you know, whether they're uh, in the same room or uh, many, many miles away
1: from each other. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Um, interestingly, um, some of the, some of the the research has shown that, um, you know, basically our students today, um, they're not doing so hot at uh, the skill of communication. Um, in other words, there's a lot of room for improvement and, um, you know, There's uh, also lots of research that shows why it's so important, uh, but just speaking from a military perspective, um, and I know you summarized that there uh, just now, but can you talk about some of the technology that you guys use uh, as, a signal com- as a signal company and how it helps the United States Army be successful on the battlefield? Sure. So uh, on the
0: technology side, we use uh, a number of different systems, uh, some of which I can Uh, talk about, you know, um, at certain levels, some of which I can't go into uh, too much detail about, um, but uh, (laughs) I I know you understand, but just for the audience listening, uh, you know, there are uh, certain things that, you know, go into secret clearance uh, classified information that I can't share. So um, of those things that I can share, uh, you know, we have uh, a whole array of different uh, radio systems that we use Um, many of which uh, end up being provided with um, uh, ComSec. It's basically the um, uh, keys. Uh, So if you're familiar with connecting to a a website, for example, that runs on HTTPS, uh, this actually uses uh, like asymmetric cryptography, um, which is a really fancy word for effectively saying that uh, somewhere on the website, they have a public key. Uh, They also have on the server a private key They give you access to the public key, which is then exchanged with the private key. Uh, These sorts of things happen with our radio systems too, uh, which means that, you know, for us to be able to um, communicate, we have to understand, uh, you know, relatively in-depth how it is that the, uh, like, security works so that we make sure that we're able to get people even on the systems. Um, Now, we have technology, again, on the uh, uh, satellite side, I mentioned, so... You know, we, we actually need to get uh, Internet connectivity when we're out in the field, uh, you know, many miles away from uh, being able to plug into a cable line or something like that. Uh, you need to be able to get Internet somehow. Uh, only way to be able to do that is through satellite. Now, that means that the uh, uh, time to actually get on to the network uh, is significantly slower. You imagine uh, if you're on a cable and you're running to a node that is maybe a half a mile away from your house Um, That is not anywhere near as difficult as it is to hit a satellite uh, many miles up above uh, the Earth in orbit, right? Um, So we use technology in those ways with the infrastructure, the systems that we use to get people talking to each other. Uh, But, you know, of course, we use the same sort of technology that uh, most people in the uh, workforce use out in the civilian sector, right? So uh, email happens to be a pretty common thing. Uh, believe it or not on a regular drill weekend, uh, text messages and phone calls, um, all of that is used to enable us to do our jobs. Um, you know, we use the internet for a ton of different things. Um, in fact, you know, uh, a lot of people complain, I'm sure you're familiar with this personally too, Master uh, with getting done just evaluation reports for, uh, our NCOs, um. All that has to be done on the internet now It used to be the case that you wanted to go and get an NCOER, uh, an evaluation done, you would actually just send it to people and have them sign it. Uh, now our job is made a little bit more difficult actually by uh, the systems that we've set up in the network to actually get people on and signing and sending it to the next person to sign and back and forth. Uh, so, you know, ironically, Um, technology can actually inhibit us from communicating with each other just as much as it can, you know, improve the ability for us to
1: communicate. I agree. Um, There's never enough computers. And once you have them, sometimes it seems like they never work right. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) uh, But yeah, um, appreciate all that. Um, I appreciate all that information. Um, Now in the communication field in the United States army, um, uh, there's various different occupational specialties that all fall within the communication world or the realm. Can, and I know, and if the listeners do not know, um, uh, people who are trying to join the Army, they have to have a certain test score, a certain what we call a line score on their armed services, uh, vocational aptitude battery tests, also known as an ASVAB. And um, in your company, sir, how are you guys doing with filling those slots? Because you know, people that want to join the military, they have to actually score pretty decent on those, sco- on those particular scores to get in. How are you guys doing filling your slots?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, so that, that hits close to home, actually, because one of our, our big uh, priorities between myself and my sergeant right now are act- actually us trying to fill as many of those slots available for us as we can. Uh, now, as you know, you're gearing up for a deployment here. Uh, we've got a number of our soldiers who are mobilizing right now. Uh, I think we are uh, typically around 45 strong, uh, which, you know, most people's understanding of what a like company-sized element is, um, is significantly larger than that. Uh, since we're so specialized, we tend to run a little bit smaller than what people are familiar with. Uh, but this 45, you know, we're down to now 21 or so who are actually here uh, able to do work Uh, which is not very many. Uh, Now, of those, we have maybe uh, a few who aren't qualified uh, yet, you know, haven't been to school. Um, And even then, you know, it's really difficult to get people into those slots. Uh, I think you know, given the nature of the volunteer force, um, it is really difficult sometimes to get people in. And those high standards, those high requirements that come with this means that you know, especially once people start promoting upwards, uh, well, you know, the ASVAB, uh, as you mentioned, is one uh, filter for people, but then, you know, people actually have to be able to do their jobs well. Uh, and it tends to be pretty difficult to find people who are, you know, able to go from E5 to E6, E6 to E7, et cetera. Uh, just us getting our first sergeant was incredibly difficult. Uh, we had you know, a long period of time where we went without our first sergeant, which, you know, is really unfortunate because this is going to be increasingly important for the Army. Uh, You know, I I tend to be of the opinion, in fact, that uh, we do a lot of outsourcing to uh, government contractors, for example, on the software side uh, in a world where there are, you know, literally five million plus software developers. And I think, uh, the United States actually ended up putting out numbers saying that we're going to be dramatically underfilling uh, the number of software developers that are out there. Um, we can't even get people who are just operators of software, of the technology, let alone people who need to actually build it. Uh, so you know, from my perspective, from my vantage point, we're just not doing enough yet to be able to educate people. Uh, to be able to put them into those paths so that they're they're set up for success and, you know, can, can work here and then, you know, maybe later go into the civilian sector or uh, in the Guard in particular. We have people who are network engineers in, you know, their civilian jobs, uh, but also doing the same sort of network engineering work in the Army. So it sounds like
1: um, a little bit of uh, uh, what's going on is, I mean, to me, It kind of seems like what we need to do is we need to start like at the high school level and probably even probably even under that, probably the middle school and elementary school on up. It sounds like we need to reinforce the importance of communication and also um, integrate technology into communication skills, not just not just oral and written. But I'm talking about, you know, networking, electronics. I mean. We all know that the youngsters nowadays they're really technologically savvy as far as (laughs) as far as their device and stuff like that. Um, But I think interpersonal communication can also get them very far in life. Um, And it sounds like you got a difficult task ahead of you, trying to keep your positions full so that we can, you know, uh, we can be a hundred percent strength and uh, be there to um, to serve and deploy if needed. And for the listeners. Um, as we kind of move to a conclusion on this, uh, on this uh, segment here, the Army must be able to do two basic things well in order to be successful on the battlefield, and that's shoot, move, and communicate. Uh, communication is the glue that holds those three together. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, First Lieutenant uh, Joshua Smith, I really appreciate your time, sir, and I think you have helped us out a lot. Uh, today to help us understand more about the importance of communication in the uh, as it relates to the military. So thank you very much um, for your time. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. No problem at all. And as as one final word
0: here, too, you know, I came from a background of uh, originally I was going to be a philosophy student. Uh, I was studying for a doctoral program, actually, much like you are studying for yourself right now. Uh, And I you know, I, I actually taught uh, freshman students who are incoming uh, how to write, uh, because unfortunately, you'd have people who were coming in as freshman college students who had really no ability how to communicate. Uh, so those fundamentals like you talked about, you know, that that basic foundational ability to communicate. Uh, really, if we can hone in and focus on getting people to even just write better or speak better. Uh, that will go a long way to making sure that we make that pipeline available for people to come in and serve their country.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you hit the nail right in the head. And thank you for adding to that. Um, I did not know that you had that additional background. Um, uh, but again, thank you very much for your time, sir. Um, your insight has really helped us out and our listeners tremendously. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for um, tuning into this segment. And we will go ahead and pause um, for this public service announcement. Thank you. Hello. Hey, my sir. Good evening. Hey, sir. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Pretty good. All right. I'm just gonna do a quick little intro, and then I'm just gonna. How you, how you doing tonight? Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, I don't know. I'm beginning to uh, um feel the pressure of school and deployment and everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> starting to creep up on you. Yeah, it's here. It's upon us. So, um, all right. I think I gave you a little bit of background in the text messaging and stuff like that. Um, this is a, um, a doctoral program that I am. It's in education. Um, the chapter that I was responsible, um, another cohort member and I um, was uh, communications. Um, the, uh, basically, communication as one of the six C's of education. Um, and what I wanted to do was get kind of the military perspective on it. Um, you know, like we like we kind of went back and forth on. So um if you're ready, I'll take a quick pause and then I'll go ahead and start. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. All right, let me get my DJ voice on. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and go in five, four, three, two, one. Hello and thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Cloud, supporting the six C's with educational technology. Uh, I will be your host for this segment. My name is Michael Soto. I am a master sergeant uh, in the California Army National Guard and also a doctoral student at uh, Concordia University, Irvine. Uh, And I have with me, very very honored to have with me uh, one of our own, um, one of our commanders. It is uh, First Lieutenant, And I hope I I hope I didn't get your rank wrong. If I did, you can correct me, sir. But uh, first Lieutenant Joshua Smith, he is the commander of um, Charlie Company. 578th Brigade Engineer Battalion, which is our um, um, which is our signal company, our communication company. So welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Did I get the rank right? Uh, Yes, you did. Absolutely. Okay. well, hopefully pretty soon here we'll be calling you captain. Um. What I wanted to do, sir, was um, get your take about communication and the importance. So can you talk to the listeners briefly about your position? And um, if you could, how important is communication skills in the military?
0: Uh, Sure. So, I mean, being a signal officer in the California Army National Guard is uh, everything is about communication for us. Uh, So a signal company in what you said is the 578th Brigade Engineer Battalion is particularly interesting because we happen to support both the battalion and brigade. Uh, So battalion is the unit level above a company and brigade being the unit level above a battalion. Uh, Now this is particularly interesting because we have effectively two different parents. Uh, If you like to think about it, it's like battalion is our mother, uh, brigade is our father, uh, we have different relationships with them and we have to support them in different ways. Now that's makes things a little bit difficult sometimes because we need to be able to coordinate things with brigade and battalion separately, make sure that we're getting everybody on the same page. Uh, but the most interesting thing about this is that being a signal company, we are responsible for all of the uh, communications throughout the uh, Uh, battalion, and then also supporting brigades' uh, communication. So this means radios, it means satellites, uh, it means uh, network connectivity. So uh, communication is not just about, you know, the day-to-day business of making sure everybody is understood, but for us, it's also about making sure that everybody can physically talk to each other, you know, whether they're uh, in the same room or uh, many, many
1: miles away from each other. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Um, interestingly, um, some of the some of the, the research has shown that, um, you know, basically our students today, um, they're not doing so hot at uh, the skill of communication. Um, in other words, there's a lot of room for improvement. And, um, you know, there's uh, also lots of research that shows why it's so important. Uh, but just speaking from a military perspective, Um, And I know you summarized that there uh, just now, but can you talk about some of the technology that you guys use uh, as a signal signal company and how it helps the United States Army be successful on the battlefield? Sure. So uh,
0: on the technology side, we use uh, a number of different systems, uh, some of which I can uh, talk about, you know, um, at certain levels, some of which I can't go into Uh, too much detail about, um, but uh, (laughs) I I know you understand, but just for the audience listening, uh, you know, there are uh, certain things that, you know, go into secret clearance uh, classified information that I can't share. So um, of those things that I can share, uh, you know, we have uh, a whole array of different uh, radio systems that we use, um, many of which uh, end up being provided with um, uh, ComSec. It's basically the... um, Uh, keys. Uh, So if you're familiar with connecting to a a website, for example, that runs on HTTPS, uh, this actually uses uh, like asymmetric cryptography, um, which is a really fancy word for effectively saying that uh, somewhere on the website, they have a public key. Uh, They also have on the server a private key. They give you access to the public key, which is then exchanged with the private key. Uh, These sorts of things happen with our radio systems too, uh, which means that You know, for us to be able to um, communicate, we have to understand, uh, you know, relatively in-depth how it is that the, uh, like, security works so that we make sure that we're able to get people even on the systems. Um, Now, we have technology, again, on the uh, uh, satellite side I mentioned. So, you know, we we actually need to get uh, internet connectivity when we're out in the field, uh, you know, many miles away from... Uh, being able to plug into a cable line or something like that. Uh, You need to be able to get internet somehow. Uh, Only way to be able to do that is through satellite. Now, that means that the uh, uh, time to actually get on to the network uh, is significantly slower. You imagine uh, if you're on a cable and you're running to a node that is maybe a half a mile away from your house, um, that is not anywhere near as difficult as it is to hit a satellite Uh, many miles up above uh, the Earth in orbit, right? Um, So we use technology in those ways with the infrastructure, the systems that we use to get people talking to each other. Uh, But, you know, of course, we use the same sort of technology that uh, most people in the uh, workforce use out in the civilian sector, right? So uh, email happens to be a pretty common thing, Uh, believe it or not, on a regular drill weekend. Uh, text messages and phone calls, um, All of that is used to enable us to do our jobs. Um, you know we use the internet for a ton of different things. Um, in fact, you know, uh, a lot of people complain, I'm sure you're familiar with this personally too, Meschar, uh with getting done just evaluation reports for uh, our NCOs. Um, all that has to be done on the internet now. It used to be the case that, you wanted to go and get an NCOER, uh, an evaluation done, you would actually just send it to people and have them sign it. Uh, now our job is made a little bit more difficult actually by uh, the systems that we've set up in the network to actually get people on and signing and sending it to the next person to sign and back and forth. Uh, so you know, ironically, um, technology can actually inhibit us from communicating with each other just as much as it can, you know, improve the ability
1: for us to communicate. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's never enough computers, and once you have them, sometimes it seems like they never work right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, appreciate all that. Um, I appreciate all that information. Um, now, in the communication field in the United States Army, um, uh, there's various different occupational specialties that all fall within the communication world or the realm. Can, and I know, and if the listeners do not know, um, uh, people who are trying to join the Army, they have to have a certain test score, a certain what we call a line score on their armed services, uh, vocational aptitude battery tests, also known as an ASVAB. And um, in your company, sir, how are you guys doing with filling those slots? Because, you know, people that want to join the military, they have to actually – score pretty decent on those, sco- on those particular scores to get in. How are you guys doing filling your slots?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, so that, that hits close to home, actually, because one of our, our big uh, priorities between myself and my first sergeant right now are act- actually us trying to fill as many of those slots available for us as we can. Uh, now, as you know, you're gearing up for a deployment here. Uh, we've got a number of our soldiers who are mobilizing right now. Uh, I think we are uh, typically around 45 strong, uh, which you know, most people's understanding of what a like company sized element is um, is significantly larger than that. Uh, since we're so specialized, we tend to run a little bit smaller than what people are familiar with. Uh, but those 45, you know, we're down to now 21 or so who are actually here uh, able to do work, uh, which is not very many. Uh, now, of those, we have, maybe uh, a few who aren't qualified uh, yet, you know, haven't been to school. Um, and even then, you know, it's really difficult to get people into those slots. Uh, I think you know, given the nature of the volunteer force, um, it is really difficult sometimes to get people in. And those high standards, those high requirements that come with this means that, you know, especially once people start promoting upwards uh, well, you know, the ASVAB, uh, as you mentioned, is one uh, filter for people. But then, you know, people actually have to be able to do their jobs well. Uh, and it tends to be pretty difficult to find people who are, you know, able to go from E5 to E6, E6 to E7, etc. Uh, just us getting our first sergeant was incredibly difficult. Uh, we had, you know, a long period of time where we went without our first sergeant, which, you know, is really unfortunate because this – is going to be increasingly important for the army. Uh, You know, I I tend to be of the opinion, in fact, that uh, we do a lot of outsourcing to uh, government contractors, for example, on the software side, Uh, in a world where there are, you know, literally 5 million plus software developers. And I think uh, the United States actually ended up putting out numbers saying that we're going to be dramatically underfilling the number of software developers that are out there. we can't even get people who are just operators of software of the technology, let alone people who need to actually build it. Uh, so, you know, from my perspective, from my vantage point, we're just not doing enough yet to be able to educate people, uh, to be able to put them into those paths so that they're they're set up for success and you know can can work here and then you know maybe later go into the civilian sector or uh, in the guard in particular, we have people who are network engineers in, you know, their civilian jobs, uh, but also doing the same sort of network engineering work in the Army.
1: So it sounds like um, a little bit of uh, uh, what's going on is, I mean, to me, it kind of seems like what we need to do is we need to start, like, at the high school level and probably probably even under that, probably the middle school and elementary school on up, it sounds like we need to reinforce the importance of communication and also um, integrate technology into communication skills, not just, not just oral and written, but I'm talking about you know, networking, electronics. I mean, we all know that the youngsters nowadays, they're really technologically savvy as far as their, <laughs> right. as far as their device and stuff like that. Um, but I think interpersonal communication can also get them very far in life um, and it sounds like you got a difficult task ahead of you trying to keep your positions full so that we can, you know, uh, we can be a hundred percent strength and, uh, be there to, um, to serve and deploy if needed. And for the listeners, um, as we kind of move to a conclusion on this, uh, on this, uh, segment here, the army must be able to do two basic things. Well, in order to be successful on the battlefield and that's shoot move and communicate. Uh, Communication is the glue that holds those three together. Um, But, uh, uh, you know, First Lieutenant uh, Joshua Smith, I really appreciate your time, sir. And I think you have helped us out a lot uh, today to help us understand more about the importance of communication in the, uh, as it relates to the military. So thank you very much um, for your time. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. No problem at all. And as, as one
0: final word here, too, you know, I came from a background of uh, originally I was going to be a philosophy student. Uh, I was studying for a doctoral program, actually, much like you are studying for yourself right now. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, I, I actually taught uh, freshman students who are incoming uh, how to write, uh, because unfortunately, you'd have people who are coming in as freshman college students who had really no ability how to communicate. Uh, so those fundamentals like you talked about, you know, that, that basic foundational ability to communicate, uh, really, if we can hone in and focus on getting people to even just write better or speak better, uh, that will go a long way to making sure that we make that pipeline available
1: for people to come in and serve their country. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit the nail right in the head and thank you for adding to that. Um, I did not know that you had that additional background. Um, uh, But again, thank you very much for your time, sir. Um, Your insight has really helped us out and our listeners tremendously. Um, So ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for um, tuning into this segment. And we will go ahead and pause um, for this public service announcement. Thank you.